0: Hi, I'm Liz Graveline. As a doctor of physical therapy, I spent my early 20s refining my intervention skills on treating joint pain, stiffness, and weakness. Now, in my early 30s, as a working mom of two toddlers, it wasn't long ago that I had to rebuild my level of fitness from the ground up. My mission has evolved to not only affect positive change amongst the frequent flyers of Stanford, Connecticut, but amongst the masses. I'll teach you how exercise can be safe and simple while blocking out the noise. On this show, morning routines, posture, joint health, and life longevity are all topics we'll break down for you into digestible bits of information to quickly implement in your day-to-day life. Regardless of whether you are the experienced or novice exerciser, this is a place you can receive actionable steps and strategies to reach you closer and closer to your fitness goals without judgment or the external pressures. Bringing back the fun and excitement into an active lifestyle so that it's tied into how you feel versus what you look like is what we'll discuss here. So settle in and get ready to be cheered on while you learn. This is the Exercise Proper Podcast. I first want to give a shout out to those of you who have been tuning in every week. Thank you so much. And if you haven't already, please hit the link in the show notes to subscribe for additional free health and fitness information, such as at-home workouts, injury prevention strategies for the recreational athletes out there, and also research-based treatment interventions for pain. I really appreciate it. It helps small businesses like mine to subscribe to our email list. Thank you. As a quick disclaimer, the information in this episode is for informational purposes only. No material in this episode is intended to substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have questions regarding your ability to participate in a weightlifting program, seek medical advice with your primary care doctor or orthopedic doctor. Do not delay seeking medical advice because of the information you've received in this episode. Today's episode is part one of a two-part episode series. In today's part one episode, I'll review one, weightlifting terms and de- definitions, because many terms are interchangeable and only have slightly different meanings. Two, what it is about weightlifting that you want to pay attention to, including sets, reps, one rep max, weight intensity, and types of progressions. And in ne- next week's episode, I'll review, one, why maybe rate of perceived exertion is more practical than prioritizing percentage of your one rep max, and two, how a functional multi-joint lift like a barbell back squat is a higher level exercise than a single joint lift like the leg press. Although I will also discuss how a single joint movement in many situations is strategically used to isolate certain muscle groups when strength and hypertrophy are the goal. You know, I feel for women who, out of insecurity, would prefer to take an exercise class or walk on the treadmill, ride the bike, and avoid weight machines, dumbbells, and barbells. And it may be an insecurity problem, but I don't think it is. I think it's an educational problem. If you've never participated in sports when you were younger... If you never hired a personal trainer or a fitness coach, how are you supposed to self, sub, self-prescribe self your own fitness plan? You're playing a guessing game at this point. And when you make a conscious effort to designate a set number of hours to your workout routine, you want that time to matter and make an impact. However, if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing in the gym, what weight to use, how many reps, sets, and what the form and techniques are, it's impossible to stay motivated. You will constantly question whether your efforts even matter and whether or not they're making an impact on your goals. So do you have to weightlift to have healthy joints and be fit? The short answer is yes. There's tons of evidence in the literature to support my answer. Do you have to power lift like a CrossFitter? Absolutely not. Actually, from a physical therapist's perspective, if your ultimate goal is simply... Health and wellness and longevity to be able to meet your friends for a pickup racquetball game or try Zumba or go for a hike for as long as you possibly live. I encourage you to avoid powerlifting, which I'll probably receive flock for. I'm specifically talking about powerlifting though, lifting heavy, heavy weights with speed is for professional athletes and high-level power lifters. Period. Not for you and I. Even the highest performing athletes in the gym that are not professional athletes, but you see lifting heavy weights with high speed, I guarantee you they cannot keep that up long term unless they have some superhuman freak genetics <laughs> or they train their bodies like it's their full-time job. That requires paying close attention to their nutrition, caloric intake, vitamin supplements, hormone levels, rep sets, etc., it's a job on top of their job. And these individuals are only able to sustain powerlifting programs for years and years because of they treat it like a job. And if that's a lifestyle you hope to achieve, you absolutely can. But like achieving anything else at such a high level, it takes work at a high level. Let's discuss the following terms and definitions you'll often hear and read about in the fitness world, and I'll give you my tips on what you really need to pay attention to. These terms include one rep max, hypertrophy, muscle strength, RPE, rate of perceived exertion, and training till failure. One rep max strength on a leg press is the amount of weight it takes you to failure. So let's say your one rep max on the leg press is 100 pounds. That means it takes one rep at 100 pounds for you to reach failure. At this point, you cannot perform one more rep at 100 pounds. Your quads are tapped out. And when you read about one rep max, for those of you who are particularly analytical and like to see the numbers, the data, and need to visualize the progress you're making and the progress you're not making so you can implement the necessary changes, then for you, measuring your one one rep max is appropriate. But listen, if you're anything like me, I don't want to run my workouts like I'm in math class. That's a complete buzzkill for me when I'm intentionally working out to clear my mind. Maybe, maybe I will calculate my one rep max on very specific lifts. Let's use a pull-up for, as an example. If your ultimate goal is to be able to do a pull-up, first you need latissimus dorsi strength. Lats do the majority of the work in a pull-up. They are the prime movers of a pull-up. A lat pull-down is highly specific to a pull-up. If you know that strength is your primary, primary goal, how much weight will you start with? Let's break it down. For muscle strength, we know you'll create the most impact if you if you strengthen at greater than or equal to 70% of your one rep max. So let's measure your one rep max. If this is the first time you've performed a lap pull down, I wouldn't even measure your one rep max yet. Just train a few weeks at a laughable weight, something nice and light so you can work on your form and technique first. Then, once you've mastered the technique, gradually increase the weight every workout session in small increments. There will be a day when you sit down for your lat pull down after you've increased the weight for the last time and you'll only be able to perform one rep. This is your one rep max. So let's say your one rep max is 100 pounds. Take 70% of 100 pounds and train at 70 pounds for strength. Perform three to five sets of any number of repetitions less than or equal to five reps at 70 pounds. This is your exercise prescription to perfru- per- improve your lat strength. For anyone per- first starting out, whether you've weight trained in your past time or not, nail down the form first with light weights. Then, every week, increase the weight within small increments. When you f- Once you feel like you're starting to approach your max, your one rep max, then measure your one rep max. Then you can nail down the appropriate exercise prescription for you and your goals, whether your goal is for building strength or muscle size or hypertrophy. You can also train for power, which is very similar to training for strength, but we can talk about that in depth at another time. Hypertrophy is muscle growth, muscle size. Muscle strength is the amount of weight you can lift. Muscle strength is the equivalent to, let's say, Judy. I don't know why I chose the name Judy. I just did. Judy is 5'5", 125 pounds, lifting a 185-pound barbell back squat. Judy is a beast. She's strong, but she's also strong without muscle size or hypertrophy. Hypertrophy is just the aesthetic benefit you receive from any exercise. Your goal is muscle hypertrophy if you want a large gluteal mass or a big booty. The glute workouts that are completely mainstreamed on social media. So if your goal is to gain larger muscle mass, within your shoulders or calf muscles, or you're determined to get that big booty, (laughs) then you can structure your workouts so that you prioritize a high volume, high, high volume of sets, reps, amount of weight, number of workout sessions, everything, as long as the total volume is high. If your goal is to increase strength, then you prioritize sets, reps, amount of weight, number of workout sessions by using the three by five method, which I will discuss in detail later on in this episode. For those of you who are novice weightlifters and just starting a weight training program, you should begin with machines. Machines put a limit on movement variation and decrease the likelihood of injury by guiding the direction your arms or legs are moving in. They give you some help, whereas dumbbells and barbells require much more stability to limit the variation of movement and likelihood of injury because you have zero guidance. Also, I heavily suggest using machines to test your one rep max versus testing your one rep max on a bench press, barbell back squat, or deadlift. So ultimately, what else do we know about the research? I recently listened to Dr. Andy Galpin's guest appearance on the Huberman Lab podcast. Dr. Galpin has been a professor of kinesiology at California State University for over a decade. He's conducted research on muscle characteristics of elite male and f- female Olympic weightlifters. And on the Huberman's Lab podcast, Dr. Galpin discusses his professional recommendations for improving muscle strength, muscle size, and power. So needless to say, I was taking notes and I love the way he summarizes his research findings in a practical way that I can use. And today, if I wanted to, Dr. Galpin recommends the 3x5 method in order to build muscle strength and power actually, and these guidelines involve three to five sets, three to five reps, three to five exercises, three to five minutes of rest per set, and three to five workouts per week. I'm obsessed with this because it simplifies the principle of strength and power training. This is an oversimplified approach for professional athletes, but for people like you and I, it's perfect. It's two numbers, three and five. Three by five of every modality involved in a workout program. Sets, reps, exercises, rest, workouts per week. And the beautiful thing is within these parameters, you are training for strength and power. You're killing two birds with one stone. The only thing that changes is the the amount of weight you're using. If you specifically want to improve muscle strength, research findings suggest to train at greater than or equal to 70% of your one rep max and to train to failure or sub-maximal failure. For muscle growth, it doesn't matter the load or the amount of weight you're using as long as the volume is high. We're talking about number of sets and reps, the load and workout frequency, and you're still training to failure or submaximal failure. At the end of the day, there's no one way to weight train. Whether you want to build muscle or improve your strength and do you need to know every aspect of weight training to start a fitness plan today No, but it is helpful to be able to answer the question, why are you doing the leg press and why are you pushing 100 pounds for three sets of 10? Do you have a strategy for your workouts or do you just add or subtract weight based off off of how you feel? How do you know when enough is enough based off of fatigue, lack of motivation, or strictly uncertainty? So here's where I come in. Thank you so much for listening in. Do not forget to tune into part two of this weightlifting episode series next week where we'll discuss rate of perceived exertion, training until failure, and how a barbell back squat is a higher level functional exercise than the leg press. If you receive some insight and tangible strategies you can use, please subscribe to the Exercise Proper Podcast, post a screenshot tagging your girl at Liz underscore grabline. Don't forget to leave a review, please, or if you are looking for any other tips and tricks in your health and wellness journey, you can send me an email at lizgraveline at gmail.com. I'd shriek at the side of your name in my inbox. That would be amazing. See you next time, guys.